0: welcome to zero's game room where all things gaming takes place interviews discussions and the latest gaming news so take a seat get comfortable adjust your headset because
1: it's game time
0: here's your host zero Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about everything gaming, reviews, discussions, and the hottest releases. But today we have a very special guest. Boasting in almost 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, we have the legendary Proto Mario. Welcome to Zero's Game Room. Yeah, hi. What's up, man? (laughs) How are you doing, man? Um, I'm good. Mario. Everything's good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to make it to the show. I'm glad that everything is good. But let's talk some Nintendo Switch, okay? Because there's a lot of things we need to cover here. Uh, sure.
1: I want to. I want to make one thing clear before we go any further. Like you and me, we didn't discuss anything before we even started this. Uh, I was talk. I was talking about CDI Terabad games. So, like before we started this, we didn't come together and say, "Hey, man, this is exactly what we're going oh, yeah, to talk no. about." Oh, yeah, no, no, this is you all need to raw. Research this, right? So. No, this is raw footage that you're going to be hearing with
0: your ears. Okay, we were talking about terrible CDI games. It's yeah. off the cuffs. That's how we do it in Zero's Game Room okay we don't discuss it be like yeah we should target this we go straight to the point
1: thug life, bro <laughs> you know?
0: all right so let's first talk about before we get into the switch which you know it's the hottest thing out right now let's talk about the predecessor the wii u why did this thing fail there's a couple of reasons that of people have thought about it uh what's your take on it
1: um why did uh the, the wii, wii u, u fail right Because it bombed. Well, uh, there's a few things that you have to take into account. Um, One of the biggest ones is that if you don't have good games for the system, it's not going to succeed. So, okay, you can have the diehard fan base. You see the diehard fan base in the Wii U. That's what Nintendo's diehard fan base is, okay? Now, if you want to take into account the 3DS sales, that supplements it. So there's definitely a lot more fans out there for the 3DS than there are for home consoles. And I think there's a lot of massive reasons for that. We're branching out into all sorts of different directions with the answer here. Um but one of the biggest reasons too is the underpowerment of it. Also, uh, you can't sit here and deny that. You know, if you can provide sixty at ten eighty p years ago, um, and you're not doing it today, you're you're not good. PC PC elitists right. will make fun of you, but they're right. You you can hate them all you want. Yeah, it's you know? true.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Wii U had the same match. It matched the power of an Xbox 360 or a PS3 while the Xbox One and PS4 were coming out. Like, yeah. they were, like, a step behind. Yeah, and it not was underpowered, that, for sure. Oh, underpowered completely. Nintendo, And then you kind of had to look. Look at the name itself. Wii U. Right. Now, granted, it didn't really sound like an upgrade to me. It sounded like... Oh, this is because uh, they showed when they revealed it it looked like a gamepad so the gamepad just looked like something you would add on to your regular Nintendo Wii right um,
1: I'm not I'm not down with that um, uh, maybe some people are but every person right. I talked to they knew the Wii U was a separate system uh, right most of the parents didn't care so exactly you know it didn't matter I, I think um, in regards for power, if you look back to when there was um, the GameCube, okay... Yeah, another another console that met fate. Yeah, yeah kind, of, very of, bad kind fate. of weird, man. Um, it's always these handicap things that really destroy Nintendo in the end, you know? You have this tablet that destroyed the Wii U because tablets pricey and it didn't sell that well. Okay, so... Um, the Wii U's, the Wii's handicap was motion controls because after a while that wasn't fun to use. It felt
0: it felt too gimmicky. Um, the GameCube it was a
1: one-trick pony. Yeah, the GameCube also had a gimmick and it was mini discs to prevent piracy. Okay, so ah. you know, so we have a very powerful console. The GameCube was extremely powerful for the time, competed on par with PlayStation 2, and uh, the Xbox was clearly more powerful than both of them, but uh, it was there. It could play the same games across the board. And guess what? People didn't buy it. Yeah. Not as much as a PlayStation 2, and that's because of the, the inclusion of a DVD player. It, right. Because in the PS2, you could play P- DVDs and you could play your game. Yeah, and that was important during the time because videotapes were the only medium For consuming mass media, okay? Like 80% of Americans probably had a VHS player. Maybe some of them had Laserdiscs. Maybe some of them had, you know, upcoming DVD players, but they were so expensive at the time. Now, exactly. You have Sony come out, here's a controller, here's a DVD player included, and uh, you can shut your kids up with this game console too.
0: Okay? All in one package.
1: All in one sweet package. And it was cheaper. Than most EV players at the time. So, of course, it's going to outsell both the Xbox and GameCube. But you have an established pattern of Nintendo screwing up with these gimmicks. And then the market showing Nintendo, hey, this is working right now. And then Nintendo saying, okay, well, obviously people don't want a powerful console. Because we've done that for the last three iterations. And it only worked on one of them. So, you look back at the N64. Cartridge. No CDs, scared mm-hmm. of piracy, gimmick. Didn't get the best of games, didn't have the highest quality of games. Still have fun games, but yeah, you see the point. And every single yeah. time they get this pattern, they get this pattern, they see what the market buys. But it's not because of the power of the console. It's not because, uh, the, oh oh, the console can't do this, that, or the other. It was because of that stupid gimmick. That they always implement. Right, and they hinder themselves,
0: but that's like I guess their way that they've wanted to like establish themselves. But it's like it's like a double edged sword kind it of. Really, they want to be the innovator. They want to do something different, but it ends up being a gimmick to the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I my hats off to them. You know, I couldn't I, I couldn't <laughs> lead a company and, no, and no, tell no. my shareholders. Hey, you know that gimmick we introduced a few years ago? Not doing so hot. uh, We're in dead fucking last. Right. (laughs) And then do it again. (laughs) And then do it again with the GameCube. Then do it again with the Wii. It's moments where they get lucky with the Wii. Where it just takes off with the common person. With every single person, not just hardcore gamers. Where they sit there and say, well, see, look, gimmicks work. It's not the power; it's the gimmicks. And it's like, no, stop, please, God.
0: Right, right, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the Wii, first of all, it was very, it was different. It was very different. And if you notice, like the X, Microsoft and Sony, they wanted to follow. They created the the Kinect and the Move to follow along in the footsteps. So that might have been another thing that was like Nintendo, like, hey, people are trying to copy what we do and so they keep going with these gimmicks now another thing is like third party games th- that's another thing that kind of killed the Wii U they did not have a lot of third party support
1: yeah well who's going to who's going to develop for a console that not a lot of people are buying
0: exactly you know, that's the problem you?
1: plus their well, their launch games what yeah the launch game was garbo they played
0: it too safe in my opinion they either they didn't have recognizable games or they played it safe by like porting games over or they made like new super mario bros u which was already a game familiar on the wii
1: i don't think anyone i don't think anyone saw the wii u and said wow i gotta have that super mario brothers u right no because the only like it kind of looked the same the only thing different was they added yoshi to it but you you look at the nintendo switch and how many people said uh oh i'm gonna buy it to play zelda oh yeah that Everyone. Th- everybody
0: and that's another thing there were i mean other than the remakes of wind waker and uh, twilight princess mm-hmm. what zelda made it to the wii u right I know. No Metroid Um, or Zelda. Metroid needs to step up their game. And even look at a classic like Star Fox Zero. Or Star Fox. It blew up everywhere when it was on the 64. But what did they do to cripple it? Gimmicky controls. Gimmick? gimmicks, uh,
1: Gimmicks? Gimmicks all day. Kill game all day long.
0: Okay. So they're doing all these gimmicks and that's what kills them. Now, moving forward into the future, Switch... What is there a gimmick here too? Because it kind of seems like it. It's another game pad. What makes this game pad different from the Wii U game pad?
1: Well, you can take it with you. Obviously, that's the right. That's but but the thing is, it's sleek. It's stylish. It's sexy. Um, (laughs) It is Um, when you're seen with a Wii U pad. Like okay, cool, right? It looks like a plastic controller right. with an LCD on it. It does not look like a cell phone. It does not look like a tablet. When you're seen with the switch, it looks basically like an Amazon Kindle. Oh, okay. So it's very more it.
0: sleek, very
1: nice. And Yeah, um you can you can put it in your you can throw it you literally throw it in your bag, dude, with wow. a Wii U pad. With yeah, a no. Wii U pad with the type of uh, LCD crystallized screen that it was using. You know, you can't sit, you can't let it hit anything. It's right. It's touch capacitive, you know, it, it, you can use touch controls on it and you can't be getting it damaged, but with the switch, it's built in mind for mobility. So obviously they've used different components. You can take it wherever you want.
0: Right, right, right. It's and important. so a question I have, this means, so literally you could be playing Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild at home, and then take it with you on the go and play it somewhere else.
1: Yeah. There's Absolutely. no
0: difference. You could literally take that screen. Well, there's a difference. Well, maybe in quality, but I mean as yeah. in like adventure-wise. It's the same thing.
1: No, it's, it's the same thing, but you do need to be aware that the graphics are going to downgrade. Well, into, of course. Um, I'd like to call them GameCube graphics. Okay, which aren't bad by any means. Which aren't bad at all. It looks very similar to Wind Waker oh, on okay. mobile. You know? And it doesn't look bad, but it is noticeably different. Uh,
0: something about I wanted to know. How, do you tend to use the Switch more at home or on the go?
1: No, I never use it on the go. dude. <laughs> Too valuable, no. right? I just don't ever have the time. Oh, okay. When, when I'm on the go, I'm always driving. Ah, uh, okay. The one going and doing things.
0: Yeah, because I know Nintendo put out that the battery life is about. It's got a lithium-ion battery, and it mm-hmm. lasts. I guess it kind of depends. On how high your settings are, but the range is anywhere between, like, four to six hours, or six and a half hours, or maybe seven. Again, it kind of depends on the game you're playing
1: and the settings you have. Right, and that's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, how long does your 3DS last, you know? Yeah, that's true. The 3DS lasts about,
0: yeah, I'd say so. It'd either be close or maybe a little more, but now this is a
1: full-blown console here. Yeah. As I grew up. I grew up when you put batteries in a Game Boy. Man. <laughs> I mean, you give me a rechargeable. Oh, battery Oh no! With the th- those on, those
0: you know? were the days, man, where you'd have to go to the store and buy more batteries, yep. and it's like, no, I need more. Some things suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so is the Switch potentially? I don't want to call it a saving grace, but I mean, is this gonna be good enough to compete against the PS4 and the Xbox One? Do you think?
1: I think um, Nintendo has a cornerstone on the mobile market. Okay. And I think because of that, I don't think they'll ever go out of business. I think it would probably have to be 40 or 50 years of just really horrible business decisions. Like, way worse than what they made in the past. Um, Right. I do not think it is powerful enough, and I don't think that's uh what they wanted anyways um i think what they wanted was a console that you could shift in between a lot of people over, have always wanted to play their 3ds on the television so um, yeah this, that's true this is obviously kind of an answer to that and that is the point when you buy a nintendo switch and you buy an Xbox One, you buy a PlayStation 4, whatever. Okay, each one have distinctive properties that you would want. An mm-hmm. Xbox One S can output in 4K. Okay, mm-hmm. so those games and then Netflix and everything's gonna look better, just a little bit. You know, we're not there yet, but still nice. Uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro is gonna run games smoother at a more consistent frame rate. If if they have support for that, and then you have the Nintendo Switch, and that is going to give you two copies of whatever game you buy. And what I'm saying with that is, you don't have to buy a mobile copy of that game. You have a mobile version, and you have the console version. So, maybe you like that game, maybe you sold everything you had to get this console, Maybe right. you didn't have a lot of games to begin with. Maybe this is your first console. Well, now you have a mobile console and a home console, and now you have both versions of the game.
0: That's true. That's true. That's actually a very valid point that I didn't even think about until now. So it's two for one, man. You know. Yeah. So it's a pretty good deal, essentially,
1: what you're buying here. But and that's only if you're mobile. I mean. Again, yeah. I know a lot of. Uh, I know a lot of soldiers. Dude, when you're out in the field, you don't want to carry around anything no matter how slim or slick it is. But if right. you are going to, it's more than likely going to be a tablet or some type of handheld. Right, right. So, the odds of you going to the field for a month are pretty high. It happens every year, multiple right. times a year. Okay, so would you rather pack up a a, a very small TV somehow? And mm-hmm. a game console with that, or would you rather grab your Nintendo Switch, play right. it in the field, and charge it whenever you right. need to charge it, and that's it?
0: Yeah, the Switch it's it's a full blown console with the size of yeah. a tablet of a Kindle Fire. Yeah,
1: it it is, and that and the reason why it's not powerful is because of that, because you you can't you can't do that, man. I know I know a fair bit about computers. I'm not a master by any okay. means. Um, but I'm gonna tell you right now, the size of graphics cards are decreasing to a ridiculous level. Things I've really? never seen in my life. Yeah, you can get the a similar size graphics card will be three to four times the size just from four years ago with the wow. same power. Yeah. Wow. And, and that big fat ass graphics card will take more than likely a lot more power. And then you have super low-profile cards that are as big as a credit card, maybe just a little bit longer, maybe with a fan or without a fan, that can do the same thing as that big, fat-ass card. Right, right. Basically, as a reference point, it would be something like a GTX 760 versus a 1050 Ti and wow. they're almost on the same level. Now, you think in a year or two, okay, we're gonna be able to put that technology into any device we want, any size, but the problem still remains of removing that heat. Right, and, that's always the
0: problem, make, removing that heat, because they heat up if you so overclock them. And Nintendo like,
1: could've the obviously paid probably five, 10, 15 more dollars to get way better performance mm-hmm. per unit, you know, from the manufacturing process. Uh, but how would they have handled the heat heat dispersion? Yeah, because then you're gonna need a lot more space. Yeah, and we we haven't even we haven't even seen a game completely max out the switch yet. So right. <clears throat> the more a game would heat up the switch, you know, at what point in time are you going to have to cut it off? Is Nintendo responsible for your switch heating up because the game is using its hardware so much that it's going to break your switch, are is that their responsibility? So obviously they have to use um a, they have to use like an Intel CPU that's real tiny or a AMD or a custom NVIDIA one. And they mm. chose the NVIDIA one which is very similar to the shield. And right. they have to they have to make it real small, real small. They have to underclock it. They have to make it so that it's not going to melt the screen right right that's another thing yeah because of how
0: much is in this they have to be smart about it and that goes back Mm -hmm. to why it's not over the top
1: powerful because if it was like you can't put put a fan up you can't yeah you you can't put a fan in it because what are you gonna do when you're on the go your fans gonna be running and it's gonna be eating that battery it's gonna chew it up yeah you you ever you ever buy those fans when you're out at like a carnival or a fair, or something, and you put the double A batteries into them and you run them. Yeah, they, they don't last long, no. and those no, don't are know. just double A batteries, you exactly. Think. So,
0: to imagine the power you'd need, how it'd be sucking up away yeah. at the fan of yep. and then of a whole console to power it all. Yep, wow, yep. Then, all right, so some last minute things. Uh, what is other than Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm. what's another game you're you can't wait to see is it um, Splatoon two, Mario Odyssey, or I, or is it a game that they haven't even announced yet that that you hope ends
1: up on the Switch? I want to see a Metroid game, and I want oh to see oh my gosh, yeah. I want to see a real, real Metroid game. You know, you can accuse me of being um, a shitty gamer for saying real. You know, fuck it, I don't, I don't give a shit. Man. No,
0: it's it's okay, dude. Everybody has their own opinion, you know. But do you want more of a side scroller or do you want more of like a Metroid
1: Prime? I thing just going don't. On? I just don't. I just don't want any more of this uh, bullshit off, you know? Um,
0: oh, like Metroid Prime Hunters and stuff?
1: Yeah, just make a real Metroid game, just like you made a real Zelda game. You didn't, right. You, didn't, you know, and I don't even care, man, if they just remade every single good Metroid game that they've already produced. Like an HD rem- remaster? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You could That'd even you could even change the first one into a Metroid Prime first-person shooter style. You could change the wow. second one into that, or you, yeah, could, you could you could remaster them into side scrollers too. Yeah, you could do that, that would as be. well. That'd be sweet. That'd be um, really
0: sweet. It'd be very interesting to have those different types of
1: perspectives. I'm excited for the Mario game. The Mario game. Oh, will, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that will probably dictate the most sales. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think what it's going
0: to be. You know, it looks like Mario's in the real world, but, uh, hey, it could work. It could work. Well, I'm interested to see what this, where it's going to go.
1: They had something like that before and it was weird. (laughs) That's, that's my only,
0: my only, you know, niche, if you will. Mm -hmm. But, uh. We will see where the Switch goes. But thank you, Pro Tomorrow, for sure. taking some time out of your schedule and being on Zero's Game Room. I completely appreciate yep. it. Yep, absolutely. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG with a definite re.